Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Greetings, listener dear. I'm Tom. I'm Ben. And I am Matthew, and welcome to another exciting episode of Pappy's Flatshare Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. Whoa! Uh, it is exciting as well, it really it's is. We very exciting, yeah. We've got a fantastic guest, uh, Gronya Maguire, absolutely brilliant, very funny stand-up, superb writer, and uh, also podcaster as well, so uh, you Triple can find threat. out all about her. Triple the triple threat, the classic triple threat. You can find out all about her uh, her podcast at the end of this episode, uh, but it's very, very good. Um, right, uh, what's uh, what what admin do we have to do? Oh yes, I know. Um, we've got uh, a few tickets left for the uh, Harry Hill Catherine Bohart flat Get slam, out of town. which is ha- I know. Can you believe it? I mean, technically, I've slightly oversold it. So, uh, <laughs> but I just think you know, there's a couple more quid to be made out of this. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so a few tickets should be should be available, um, and that is on the 28th of February, so next Tuesday. Uh, at the Phoenix in London uh, come on down we'd love to see you there it's going to be a really, yeah. really fun night it's going to be a lot of fun um, you can get your tickets from uh, pappyscomedy.com forward slash live um, and if you're a Patreon member patreon.com forward slash pappysflatshare you can get discounted tickets for that show so join the Patreon today right now Join it right now. In fact, stop the... No, you can do it while you're listening to the episode. There's no reason why you shouldn't. Go to patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Fat Share. Join the Patreon and uh, enjoy that. But should we crack <laughs> on with the app? Yeah, let's crack on with the app. Uh, enjoy this Beef Brothers Cold Cuts with Gronya Maguire. Well, if you've got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you've got a problem, call it a beef. If you've got a beef, beef. maybe we can help you. Beef from the sorting out your beef. Cold Cuts. Greetings, listener dear. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, mate. Hello, Tom. Oh, I was just trying to clear, clear smoke, cake out my pipes. Yeah? How's it working? It's not bad. I think, I think we're there. Yeah? We're there. Um, you, rather than sort of trying to t- take on some liquid to flush the oat cake out, you're trying to sort of pump, just <laughs> pump air upwards. Just talk <laughs> it out. <clears throat> Any residual crumbs just fly out of your mouth like buckshot, coating your screen. Weird. We that have was a very like history. Victorian, you know, circus caller. Yeah, there is I something like of that. the carnival barker to um, mm-hmm. to, to Tom Parry. Definitely, yeah. we need. We you, sometimes you need it. You know, you to to get things going at the start of an episode, you need a sort of a, a kind of rallying cry. <laughs> it's good. It's got it's got us all in the mood. Hello, Gronya. Thanks for doing the podcast. By the way, I'm very happy to be here. We're delighted to have you here as well. So. Before we get into other people's uh, flat share based problems, yes, what kind of, of a person are you to live with? I'm an Ooh. absolute nightmare. Talk Genuinely. So bad. <laughs> and I, cause I was thinking about this. It's better to just he sort of lean into how bad you are to live with and hope it becomes sort of endearing than deny <laughs> that it's not true. Because <laughs> wow, okay, you got so married last year, right? I did. Ugh. And were you living to... <laughs> how uncool. It's halfway to say congratulations. It. <laughs> it's so matronly. Oh, I'm so het normative. I hate it. 
<laughs> yeah, you got married to a man. You know, the choice was out there, but you chose oh, no. to go, get married to a man. Um, Boring. <laughs> yeah, pathetic. Truly pathetic. So None of us got married did. to men. That's true. true. <laughs> you didn't do enough for him not to want to marry you. If yeah. You like. How long, like, how long were you living together before the big day? I know we don't like to victim blame, but he knew what he was letting <laughs> himself <laughs> in for because we were, we did live together, lived in Sin for a good two and a half years. Oh, I know Sin. It's up and coming, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you, did you save some of your terribleness for like post wedding though? Were you holding back a, a little bit? I mean, if I'm holding something back that considering how... <laughs> Okay, so this is before we even moved in. Genuinely, this is before we even moved in. I went out for a night out with my friend. It involved the Phoenix Club. And then oh, go lovely. to Balaam's afterwards where I fell asleep in a bowl of rice. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like yeah. a perfect night. We we know exactly the kind of night you're talking about. Absolutely, yep. Uh, so the Phoenix, the Phoenix, you're not leaving the Phoenix till one or two in the morning. Then you're trying to get some late food in Balaam's because I think it's open till three or four, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's so mm. it, the, the evening's got out of control. I'm, re- I'm creating a real universe for this tale. You're painting a picture. Um, and then a lot of this is quite blotchy, but I do remember getting into a taxi, <laughs> ringing my then boyfriend, then suddenly being inspired to, I know I will jump out of this taxi and just get into an Uber, round to his house, didn't have a key to his building, somehow got into the building, went round to his door, knocked on his door. And apparently the first thing... I- I said when he opened up the door, it's about two, three in the morning, is this is never going to work because you're too boring. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and then as a little like little kiss, little, little code at the end, I then vomited on myself. <laughs> oh, my word. I mean, Gronje, there's boring wow, and then there's vomiting on yourself, isn't there? You know, should have kept that bowl of rice to soak it up. <laughs> And that's when he thought, she's a keeper. (laughs) He got down on one knee in the vomit and said, will you make me the most boring man alive? Um, So the next day when you're sort of, you know, you, you, you come to you in the, in the fog of a hangover. Did you have to talk about, have you talked about it? Oh my God. Okay. It gets worse because I woke up. (laughs) I woke up. So my phone's gone. Bye bye phone. You know, fingers crossed I'll see you again. I woke up and he has washed my clothes and they're hanging up on like a little rail by my bed. So I've no memory of, well, his bed, so I've no memory of what's happened. He's gone to work because he's a good human being. With a real job. With a real job. And I now don't have a phone. He's washed my clothes. They're all sort of like, so just a real, I don't know whether he's been passive aggressive. Or it was just like... It felt yeah, like yeah, it's his fault, I reckon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a prick. What a number. <laughs> you were right about that guy. And then because I didn't have my phone, because I was dying, to, I was just like, oh my God, have we broken up? Does he hate me? What did I do? And I didn't have my phone, so I had to log on to Facebook. Oh, and no. And send him like a message on Instant Messenger, being like, can we meet up for a chat? It was so oh, bad. Oh how did my the God. chat? I, 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 I mean, you know, feel free to say I don't want to tell you any more of this story at any point. <laughs> I, I, I literally want to hear every single day between that and the wedding <laughs> I, I, in real time is what I want to hear now. So 
He ended up meeting on a park, like a little bench in Soho. And I was convinced he was going to dump me. I thought, I have gone too far. I am, I'm, I, I was like, I couldn't even blame him. Like, I couldn't even have the, like, mm. the, the victory of like, poor me and aren't all men terrible. I, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm about to get dumped. And you know what? Fair juice to him. Uh, <laughs> But he was just so nice. He was just like, oh, well, you know, you just, you know, was a bit worried about you. And all right. So he had this pillow that his granny gave him. So his granny lived in India. Yeah. She's older pillow. than like, the, she's her, she, it pre, it pre, it's older than like the state of India, right? So this pillow survived partition in India. Then over to England, she came, she brought the pillow. Then Mahal took it. That was a casualty of my my vomit and then he had to throw it out (gasps) no was it a memory foam was that (laughs) (laughs) it knew too much (laughs) (laughs) I've lived through all of this and that's the worst thing I've ever fucking seen yeah I broke that pillow oh no so you you, he had to throw away his nana's pillow (laughs) yeah which Come on, let's face it. You're a grown man. Don't have your nana's pillow on your bed. But he had to throw away his nana's. He had to throw away his nana's pillow. Yeah. Oh my god, this is this is unbelievable. But you know what? He clearly see, he clearly sees. You know, he he loves your cheeky side. Listen, That's he works. He works in tech. Come on, let's not kid ourselves. He works in tech. He and needs I get someone to show like you to make his life less dull, doesn't he? Let's be he honest. He does. He does. I'm, I'm the the like a little bit of razzle. Yeah, a little razzle dazzle. You know, <laughs> did you puke glitter on him? I don't know if I, don't know if I consider projectile vomiting. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to go too far behind the curtain, but literally twenty minutes before uh, we started recording, my my daughter projectile vomited onto me, and I wasn't thinking, oh, showbiz. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I was going to say I always like hanging out with Judy Garland, but it actually probably is a bit like hanging out with Judy Garland. Sad. Um, anyway, um, Sad. let's uh, Sad. let's get on to. Uh, Let's get on to some other people's uh, other people's problems, and Happy. we will we'll talk more about uh, talk more about Gronjes later on. In law beef from anon via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail dot com, and you always know you're in for something spicy when anon gets in touch. Mm-mm-mm. Probably our our most loyal listener, anon. We get so many different messages from anon. A storied always, life they live. Always yeah. the good stuff. Right, so, Anon's in touch. Dear Pappy's producer Emma and best guest ever. Oh, Anon, you sly dog. I have a one-year-old baby. We live across the country from my partner's mum. I don't like her. Also, she is not good with babies. I have very low empathy, but I know that she should have a strong relationship with her grandchild. I want them to spend time together... But do I need to be part of this? How do I convince her that it's okay for me to go away on a trip with friends or even, my biggest dream, fly to the UK for a live flat share slam down when she visits? She gets upset if I leave for even just an afternoon. Thank you all. Much love. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Anon. P.S. My partner says he is on the same page but doesn't want to deal with the drama. This is huge. Wow. It's big. I started getting confused about whether he was slagging off or they were slagging off the mother-in-law or the baby. 
<laughs> oh, I think I think it's the mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. I think I it's really the, hope I think, it's the mother-in-law. I think that, so. So can we, we'll just go through this. Let's 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 look at the details here. There's a child, a one-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we are assuming they live across the country from my partner's mom, and a non does not like the mum. A non is the a non is the mother, yeah. and the mum is not good with babies. So what a non wants is for when the mum comes to visit that she can just leave and go and have some jolly time and leave the mum and I'm guessing the husband with the baby. Right. Which I guess is fine because at first I was thinking if if you know your mother-in-law is not good with babies why do you want to go to a different country when you've got... (laughs) Surely you want to be... I mean, I can understand if you want to... I want to go to a cafe around the corner and then they can call me if there's a problem. But the idea of getting on a plane, that's quite a big one. I know you're not great with babies. If there's any problems, I'm sure you'll work it out. But yeah, I guess if the the partner is there, then the partner you assume assume is good with with babies. But if... What my worry is, and I'm going to pull a few... um, threads from this this person's version of events this she's saying this this person is really bad with kids but she's married to the product of that person's parenting so she can't be getting too snotty about it that is so true well yeah can i can i defend anon by saying she said this woman's not good with babies so mm-hmm. she might have been really poor for the first 18 months and then really got good. Mm. Yeah. And I reckon you I reckon you can be bad for the first 18 months, I reckon. Nothing's nothing's really going in. Yeah, 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 I agree. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> you can just leave your child spewing whilst you go and record a podcast. It's, it's totally fine. <laughs> um, um, the, um, the, you know, also, I think being good with your baby... When you're in the baby time. Yeah, true. And then 30 years later or 20 years later, whatever, being hauled out of retirement. And you're mm. thinking, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not down with this. I've done so, this. Like, I can see that. Yeah. It's, it's a tricky one. It's a, it's a, it's it's a, a very, one. very tricky one. I mean, should we, I, should we take it bit by bit? Because I yeah. think we'll, we'll call... Getting on a plane to fly to a different country. We'll, we'll call that plan C. No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because I was going to say, let's take it bit by bit. Let's keep in mind, guys, we need them ticket sales. <laughs> You're right. You're right. If someone's We're willing to buy down it. the barrel of selling a ticket here. Let's just keep that in the back of our minds when we give our final advice. But she is saying she's bad with kids. So, yeah, it just feels like. It's great to support live comedy and all that, but it may <laughs> it put, really maybe guys. maybe you know it would be useful because you know if she wants a, a child with a career in the arts. Maybe a traumatizing early experience is going to give them that like that that hole that will never be filled that that child needs to survive and to prosper in competitive industries. Pain is good for art. That's what they say, isn't it? You know. So here's the only confusing bit in the message. The final sentence of, she gets upset if I leave for even just an afternoon. Is that the child yeah. or the mother-in-law? <laughs> oh, good question. I took it to mean the, I took it to mean the mother-in-law. I think mother-in-law. Right, that's okay. Because it's, it's, it, she's asking, how do I convince the mother-in-law that it's okay to go and spend time 
uh, with my friends rather than how do I convince my baby? Okay, so I'm right? going to come out in the side of a non here and say this. Okay. That grandmother needs to get better at being with the baby. Yeah. And as I think we've all agreed, the baby's going to be fine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how she's not, she's not that bad with babies, surely. So, and you've got the backup bit, of the partner. The, the partner got the backup of the partner. Yeah. But there's yeah. nothing like just you got to give the baby and be like, look, this is your, this is your granddaughter. Deal with it. Deal with her, because I've just seen the guests that. Pappies are booked for next month. <laughs> and oh my word. They pull in some big names. You know what? I think that's so true. You've got to say you've got to you've got to sit the grandmother down, okay? Now I know um I know you guys don't get along anon and your uh, your mother-in-law. Uh, you don't necessarily see eye to eye, but I think perhaps Can we call a granon? We can call we can call a granon if you like. <laughs> Still, still, still persevering with the oatcakes. I see. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I had plenty of time to get through a quarter of an oatcake. Then I thought granon and thought, got to get yeah, here. I've got to, I've got to spit some. I've got to spit some granon crumbs all over this mic. I really have to. <laughs> but yeah, so so um, I think part of what is going to you know solidify and concrete your relationship together is by giving her some trust. You know, it's by saying to her, look, I, I trust you. I think this is important. I think it's important that you spend time with this child. I think it's important that you form a bond. I think it's important that you form a bond as well with your, with your, with your son. Because here's the thing, when you, get, when you have a new baby, the relationship with your own parents changes. Because often the relationship with your own parents becomes like basically you're, they're a babysitter to your kids. You don't, you don't see them as much, you know. So if, you could, if it could be the partner the granon and the baby together that's bonding for all of them it's good for granon and the kid it's good for granon and his uh, and uh, her, her son i think i think this is it you've got but you've got what you've got to do is you've got to organize you know organize a chat where you where you tell them this you lay it out for them you've got to say and don't never mention that you want to go off and you know and then you can start <laughs> you can start by nipping off and seeing friends in the pub you know and then maybe eventually you can work up to by the way I won't be back tonight then you can say by the way I'm not going to be back for the next month and you know eventually slowly <laughs> work it out it's a very big swing isn't it like I dislike you so much of getting on a plane to see a podcast recording to avoid spending time with you well let's not forget it's a very good podcast as well <laughs> it's a really good night Mondays and Tuesday nights really good fun um, yeah I I think it, the other way to do it would be, is there some kind of staged event that you could do initially where you... Mm, I don't want to turn this into something too drastic, but it's like... I can't... I have no idea. We're all, exci- we're all excited about this now, I yeah. imagine what this staged <laughs> event is going to be now. So you, like, you say to the grandma, oh, look after the kid, I've just got to pop to the shops, and then... You call and you go, I don't believe this. Someone's just nicked my car. I'm chasing them down the road. Call you back. And then, like, you're running after a car. And you're faking it a bit. And then you're like, go. Oh, you're, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're, you're not going to believe where they've, they've brought the car to a, a, a shipyard. I can't talk. <laughs> Keep, you know, whatever it is. You, and you're obviously, you're just around the corner in the cafe having a great time with maybe a little fo- maybe a, a foley artist 
So it's you and a Foley artist, and you're like, oh no, they found me. I'll call you back. And then, and then, like, <laughs> Tom, Tom, why are you getting a Foley artist when you've got a car? <laughs> just use the actual car. <laughs> why are you getting a Foley artist to create the sound of a boot opening when you can just open a boot of a car? Also, why did you shout, they found me, and then whisper, Uncle? <laughs> my brain scrambled. I'm in the middle of an, uh, you know, we're having a to do. But, like, you could do it all from a cafe with a Foley artist and then have a nice time. Ideally, one of your friends will be a Foley artist because yeah. then you get to hang out with them. Have they said that? Can, can you just reread the email? Have they said, uh, by the way, I've got a friend who's a Foley artist? I don't know if that's a detail. They... <laughs> no, sadly, sadly, no, sadly, sadly that, there was, that was a lot of details in the email that I didn't quite catch. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, and then you give, uh, you know, they have a three hour, four hour type, you know, forced time together. You pop back. Wow. A bridge has been built. Which the Foley artist could recreate the sound of. <laughs> What's the, one of those bricks being slammed together? <laughs> it's just a thought. It's a hell of a thought. Do you have in-laws, Gronya? Because you, you, as a recently married person, do you have in-laws? I mean, obviously, we know you've 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 really ruined the relationship with the grandmother. Uh. <laughs> they do. I do, and they're so lovely. They're so so kind, and I. They really like me and it really annoys my husband how much they like me. Oh, it's gone the other way. The, you're, the, you're the favoured child. Yeah. And they like, she's so fun. <laughs> I know. Why do we have such a boring <laughs> child? Now finally our family's exciting. A <laughs> little, little bit of razzle dazzle. You're <laughs> spewing up on everything. <laughs> Did I know about the cushion, your in-laws? <sighs> I don't. I don't think so. It's never come up, and hopefully, it did come up mate, all over the. <laughs> <laughs> they, I get on very well. And my mum is obsessed with Mel. My husband, she's obsessed with him. So we're kind of like diagonally each other's. Like he's basically, I think, like the son that they wanted to have because he's like sensible and has a proper job and yeah. you know doesn't vomit on things. A real charmer. That's no, but that's th this is perfect. It makes me feel very happy for your arrangement because it means that you know, like you compliment him and he compliments you, uh, or at least he, you know, he cleans up after you and <laughs> washes down the walls. He hoses down the room. He compliments you. <laughs> that's, yeah. There's no complimenting at all. <laughs> I always say to him, "You always wanted a fancy showgirl," and he always goes, "I didn't. I never wanted a fancy showgirl." <laughs> <laughs> a fancy showgirl who can call you on your bullshit. That's all what you always wanted, right? No? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. A bit late now, we just said I do. <laughs> I hope you wrote that right. into your vows. Um Have we got a um have we got a final reckoning for this? I th I mean I th I th I think we I think we have found it. I think um well there's 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 two options really. There's either you sit down with your with your grand uh with your with your in-law and you say look i think it's important that you build a, a tremendous bond of trust or you sit down with your uh, friend who's a foley artist and pretend to be kidnapped but i think we'll we'll, we'll leave that we'll leave that in uh, anon's capable hands and of course anon will know because we'll see you in we'll see you on february 28th uh, for the uh, for the next live uh, live flat chest lamb down can't wait to see you there looking forward to it <laughs> very much looking forward to it Beef solved. Beef from the sorting out your beef. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A tale of three months. Here we go. Okay. Dear Pappies and Esteemed Guest. Oh, so lovely. they're a little, little butt kisser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say charmer then. <laughs> no. You don't know how small or big those butts are. Here we go. <laughs> I'm hoping you can solve or at least assign culpability in an ongoing sound-based beef so already i'm getting matlock vibes from him because he's he's using very sort of like um legalese language part one yeah culpability during the glorious lockdown summer of 2020 i moved into a flash just me no housemates very pleasant and quiet building sprinkling can i just say it's i don't know whether i'm supposed to interrupt i hate this person so much already Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? Wait, can we, what is it what is it about this person just, what, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it do you find them a bit, a bit boring because they, no. they find their own building pleasant <laughs> why don't you spew up on the message and see what you feel they just i'm really thinking they think god i could really write for the guardian i don't do it full time if i wanted to i could Right, okay, okay. Are you getting that vibes? It's the This is actually this no, is from Stuart Heritage. I shouldn't have said this, but yeah. <laughs> Very person and quite building sprinkling of young lovely, young younger lovely, professionals. Lovely turn of phrase, Matt. Don't don't let Gronya do you down here. I think this is jealousy. From one writer to another. Yeah. Gronya feels threatened by his turn of phrase. <laughs> Sweet couples. The occasional divorcee. Uh oh. Mm. A bit of spice and a smattering of deluded Peter Pan types. Myself included. Nothing wrong with, <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a Peter Pan type. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it, mate. <laughs> so far, avoiding the grown-up inevitability of cohabitation and kids. Okay. Okay, okay, Stephen Fry. Uh, for six months... <laughs> For six months, it was an idyllic existence. Me in the middle of a block of three, quiet couple below, and a chap. Who, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I'm Gronje, offended you're gonna by the... To, you're going to have to get through a full sentence without stopping and <laughs> criticising it, because I, I literally can't understand what the fuck is going on in this story. Because every time you get to a word, you wince. You, 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 you winced on like the word I, I did. Was it idyllic? You were like, oh, idyllic. I could see you. Went, you know, you went cross-eyed. <laughs> Just, like, I tell you what. I tell you what, we'll do we'll do a full essay on it afterwards. But just just plough through because I don't I literally can't 
I can't work out what the fuck's going on in this email, and I've already read it. <laughs> no, I'm on a podcast of, uh, of Gronya Reads the Classics. Gronya Reads the Classics, but she thinks, like, Dickens is a knob and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, it was the best of times. <laughs> I'm sorry, how can it also be the worst of times? <laughs> sorry. Oh, and suddenly Thank it's the worst of times. <laughs> we rejoin the tale. We rejoin the tale. I uh, And a chap... I already knew on the top floor above. He's also called Matt and is polite, pleasant and as silent as a grave, save the occasional vacuuming session. Then. Okay. So so just to get this straight, he's in the middle. Yeah. Matt's on the top. Yeah. Coupled, couple below him. Yeah. Right. Got it. Quiet, perfect, living his best life. Lovely life. Uh-oh. Okay, think of it, it's the, the, you know, the hero's journey. Something is about to occur. Then, in the new year, the pair below left and another chap moved in. By the looks of them, ready-made for the environment. Forty-ish, specs, student-y slogan t-shirts. So, this is you, Matt, I presume. It's, it, does, it does sound a bit like me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was ready to ignore him as one of our own. But then the nightly bass began. Whether it was soundbar, stereo system or subwoofer, I had no idea. I couldn't hear music or lyrics. Merely feel the rumbling throb that moved my furniture and drowned out whatever HBO offering I was hoping to binge. <laughs> Listen, I can't tell whether it's I can't tell whether it's where is reading or whether it's the message, but I, I'm going off Matt now as well. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, I'm only I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. It's definitely Gronya's reading. How uh, <laughs> can off Gronya? <laughs> David Sedaris continues. <laughs> After a few nights, I finally knocked on to complain, but got no answer and left a passive pass ag note on the door signed Matt from upstairs. A few days later after no change I descended again to repeat my moan in person and this time met the fellow. He was slightly apologetic but asserted correctly that the building is quite flimsy and everyone can hear pretty much everything above and below them. He also said that he'd received a note from Matt from upstairs which had prompted him to considerately cancel an Amazon order for a pair of five foot Base bins, which he'd been looking forward to adding to his setup as an amateur DJ. <laughs> he's like he's like Christopher Walken in the cowbell scene. I just need more bass. And like, the entire flat is reverberating. <laughs> like uh, like like some you know like like some young offenders car. <laughs> and and I need, I've already bought the bass bins as well. Don't worry, I've cancelled the bass bins. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Realising that he'd mistaken my previously written whinge for one from top floor mash, I hadn't introduced myself by name, I made my excuses, reasoning that the non-arrival of base bins was something to cling to. Absolutely. Part two, we're binge reading this email. Um, having moved some stuff around and switched my telly into a different room, the base had been rendered more bearable but still significant. By the time I started seeing my current girlfriend a few months ago. This wonderful lady has many great qualities, but one of her most apparent has only one fan, myself. 
She is very vocal in the appreciation during the nocturnal gymnastics. I see. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Please be okay. assured, this is no humble brag. As a man with few miles on the clock, I know I don't rock worlds as a matter of course, but I'll take such praise wherever and whenever it's shouted. The problem shouted. is that while her enthusiastic exhortations do wonders for my almost middle-aged ego, they have an exactly inverse effect on my previous position atop the moral high ground when it came to flat noise beef. Please help (laughs) pappies and company. Have I now no leg to stand on if I want to tackle the turntablist in future? Might I have also lost the silent support of upstairs Matt thanks to my undeserved sex champ status? Yours in anticipation, Mash. The downstairs DJ uh, is also called Mash, so that is three of us in a stack. What are the odds? Okay. Well, I think that was a that was a it was a long walk to the end of the pier, and at the end of the pier is a picture of him shagging. <laughs> <laughs> you look through those two little viewfinders, and what the butler saw is Matt having a shag. Um, you know, I feel like what you want, what you really want is congratulations here, Matt. You know when they say that could have been an email? Well, I wish it hadn't been. That, that, that was wow. That, that that was an email. No, I well, listen. It was a very enjoyable journey to get there. Um, but are we correct in thinking then that this is what Matt's problem is? Is that he is shagging now so loudly that yeah. a man who has bought electronic equipment, he's actually louder than that. Yeah. He's yeah. like his man who's bought like the man who's basically got a full David Getter setup is now unable to compete with the noise that he is making another human being make whilst he's uh, indulging some rumpy pumpy. Is that what he's going for? I just yeah. yeah sorry, I I wouldn't be sure if if the neighbour could actually hear that though because yeah. it's but like bass is what he he couldn't even tell if it was music. You can just hear the bass. So less. He, she or has got a very deep voice. <laughs> Maybe that's it. It Maybe might not be you don't, know, you don't know that could be. It could just be like Imagine if that's the noise. <laughs> what if she's making like whale noises? Shagging. Like a real oh. <laughs> I think that's Kenneth Williams, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> oh. A, bra, a bra flies off. Oh. Oh. Matron, take those bass bins away. The size of them. She had five foot bass bins. Oh. Well, I, I certainly did have by the time they finished all. <laughs> I think I think Clarky makes a good point, Matt. Next time you see the uh, the DJ, you've got to say to him, uh, "Sorry, mate, did you hear me shagging last night?" 
if you want to record a bit of it and stick it out as a, as a, as a white label remix feel free because I'm, I'm happy to advertise that fact to as many people as possible <laughs> he sent that message to every podcast going hasn't he <laughs> it was just at the last bit he went oh I've got to I've got to turn this into a beef so I tell you what I'll do I'll, I'll make, a, make up a thing about a guy who's got a loud bass for starters I'd have asparagus cheers guys <laughs> so after <laughs> uh, yeah, my sister's a really good parent. Anyway, okay, cool. Yeah, read that out if you want, whatever you want, whatever you need. <laughs> send, send to all. <laughs> I, I remember when I first, this, I first moved to London. I was living in these flats, and there was music. It was really loud. And I remember I was walking down the stairs or up the stairs and one of the other neighbours was banging on the door and I was thinking, oh, there's going to be drama. This is my first bit of London drama. I thought, oh my God, it's like being in EastEnders. And then the door opens and the guy says, um, sorry to interrupt, but I just heard your music and it's amazing. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> God. And the other person said, oh, great, come on in. I've got some weed. What? What? Whoa. So mad. Also, I heard you fucking. That is. <laughs> can I get in on that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I can. Would you mind if I DJed while you fucked? <laughs> 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 oh, Do you reckon man. that could be a profession being a fuck DJ? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, don't I want a fuck <laughs> DJ. I, I like think a shop DJ. Yeah, like you know, like in 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 um the you know uh, orgies and stuff. Presumably, they're not doing it in silence. You've got to have music. God, you'd and hope so, not. And so, um, imagine an orgy well, in silence. Hopefully. It wouldn't be silence if uh, if Matt's if partner Matt was there. Was, obviously, he'd barely get like, to wear earplugs. You could have a podcast on in the background. <laughs> is anyone out there fucking to pod? Is anyone having an orgy to podcast? Get in touch. Please <laughs> do get in touch. <laughs> We're happy to do a live gig. <laughs> We honestly, we've had audiences that are as indifferent. They may as well have been fucking. You know, every time we've done a music festival, it's felt like the audience may have, but yeah, it would be less embarrassing if you were just fucking rather than just watching us in silence. Um, but but yeah, I think what what does what does Matt need from us now? He's asked a question here. He said like, "What do you need from us? What Matt? do you want from us, man? What do you? We, Matt, we know what a man wants. who has everything. What could you possibly want from us? We know what he wants you, from us. He wanted us to." read out his email he did, yeah. <laughs> and mis- mission accomplished um i would say i think i agree with clarky there that i think i would be very very surprised if the uh anyone else can hear it in the uh in the flat um i know you say you can hear hoovering that's quite a low noise you know you can hear the bass that's quite that's obviously quite a low noise as well uh, unless it really is unless it is very gravelly you know james earl jones type stuff then i think uh, i think i think you're probably fine and uh, if not, what about um, investing in a big bell jar that you fuck inside? <laughs> I think that's, you know, just a big, you know, like when they, you know, like uh, when they have like to do two like two se- butterflies in a bell jar. <laughs> I've never read the book, but I assume that's what it's about. <laughs> Make sure there's, um, there's air holes, but, uh, but not, not too many because you don't want the sound to come out too much. But yeah, get yourself a big bell jar, pop that over the top of you and absolutely go for your life. Yeah. Um, beef solved. Beef solved. <laughs> Wowza. Hey, brother, sorting out your beef. Beef solved.
So this is a free range beef. We're taking this outside of the realm of the flat share and it is from Phil and it is city share beef. It's a city share beef and he sent that to beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com and you should too. Get in touch. Get in touch, guys. Dear as pappies, urgent help needed. My brother David, who admittedly I haven't lived under the same roof as for 23 years, is abandoning me. Oh, Oh. For the past 13 years, I we've thought both... he was going to say is a bell end then, did you? <laughs> <laughs> urgent, urgent help needed. My brother David is a bell end. He just, I can't take it anymore. I really he, thought that's where that's He recently sent an email go. to your podcast under the pseudonym Matt and uh, <laughs> claiming, <laughs> claiming to live with a bass man. Uh, no, uh, my, my brother David, who admittedly I haven't lived under the same roof as for 23 years, is abandoning me. For the past 13 years, we've both lived in London, always able to meet up for each other's birthdays or pop over for a cheeky barbecue when the mood has taken us. Our kids love hanging out together and love having their cousins nearby. However, as of next month, David is selling up and shipping out. No. The whole family is moving to Edinburgh. Giving up, we call it. Oh, <laughs> you say giving up? <laughs> yeah, that's what we call it. Giving up, baby. <laughs> the whole family is moving to Edinburgh, leaving a sibling, sister-in-law, niece and nephew-shaped hole in my life. There have been times when the time-consuming nature of London traffic has felt like an insurmountable barrier to our hanging out. How on earth will our relationship survive the much greater and more tangible barrier of Hadrian's Wall? To make matters even worse, <laughs> our mother lives in Belfast and so has always been able to visit us both in one visit without having to admit which of her two sons she's actually come to see. This move will put pressure on her to balance her time evenly, therefore seeing each of us less or just blatantly visiting the one she likes more, potentially driving a wedge of division between her formerly happy sons. I call on you to put a stop to this house-moving folly and prevent him from walking out of my life forever or at least until Christmas. Our family's future is in your hands. Thank you, Phil. Interesting. An interesting message there. I think bigger problems are coming because his brother is about to become... So he's going to come, first of all, really smug and be like, oh my God, I can't just believe... I can't believe I've been lived in London that long. Oh, wow. When I think about now, so that's going to that's gonna be a bit nightmare. And then his brother is also then either going to become like a billionaire from renting out his box room to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So big books. So that's going to change his personality. Um, <laughs> I think there's all the, I think he's no idea. He thinks it's just like oh, I'm going to have to zoom him more. He's got so many other things, you know. Winter is coming from, and he doesn't even realise. So how do we stop it? I mean, do we stop it? My initial instinct is, you know, it's lovely to have a, a wonderful family. I have I have family uh, up and down the country, uh, some in the north, some in the very far south. Twang. <laughs> Yeah, I've got family all over the country, yeah. Uh, basically, none of them want to live near me. Um, but but it's not a problem to have family all over the country, and it, it's good to have friends, you know, like, you know, your actual friends that you choose, right? <laughs> and maybe this is going to open your world up a little bit, uh, Phil, to making some, some new friends, you know? Mm. Never too late to do that. Never too late in life to make some new friends. And who knows, eventually you might even, you know, you might even meet someone who you see as a brother. 
you know, and you can become blood brothers. Yeah, and then you can just replace him altogether. Yeah, join a gang. Join a gang. This is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, you're in London. London is teeming with gangs. Yeah. Join a gang. You've got to, obviously, you've got to do one of their sort of violent initiations. Mm-hmm. But once you've got through that, I think you'll be, you know, I think, I think you've, got, you've got everything it, it takes to become a, a good gang member. Don't see it as losing a brother. See it as gaining some bloods. I've <laughs> 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 got a brotherhood now. Um, Parry, you've, you've obviously, you've moved out of London, as you, as you said. Yes. Um, how do you think it's uh, how do you think it's changed your uh, your relationship with the people who have remained? Not necessarily I, us, just the people who have remained. Well, I think my advice to him is that he's got to start a podcast with his brother, hasn't he? It's the only way. That's, That's it. it. It's the only way you've got to turn that relationship into work an obligation that you have to do three times a week, and then and then you won't break those bonds. Yeah, yeah. That's Surely exactly. that's the only way. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Broad it's, pod. Yeah, it's it's you know two two guys. It's quite a good quite a good format. Two guys who li- you know live in different cities, but crucially are both uh, kingpins of different gangs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. It's yeah. a, it's you like might have to drill. do it. You might have to. You might have to change. You have to use some sort of voice changing device and not use your actual photo in the uh, in the little image that pops up on uh, on your iPod. But apart from that, one tartan balaclava. <laughs> what if they, if they did do a podcast they could do it about the beefs that they have with each other and get their mum to write in I like that oh yeah a very localised version of Beef Brothers but it's just between the two of them yeah it's good it's really does good the mother, does the mother have to join a gang in Belfast as well <laughs> oh, that, oh there's that. good there'll probably be good gangs in Belfast I'd, I'd say so <laughs> okay <laughs> So basically, the answer to this family is everyone's got to join a gang and then podcast about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, it seems fair. Anyone got any? I mean, you know, this is just this is we're, we're floating we're floating potential <laughs> solutions. Anyone got any other solutions? Yeah. I mean, it's not actually it's not solved the problem that uh, that Phil has asked us to solve, which is yeah. how do we stop his? Because at this at this stage, the brother's still in London, right? The brother's not yet left. How do we stop him from? I mean, the thing is though, like. Edinburgh is a gorgeous city. He's not, you know, he's he's picked a beautiful place to move to. Mm-hmm. He's picked an absolutely beautiful place. And like you say, if he's willing to relocate somewhere else for the month of August, he's sitting on a gold mine. Oh. There, he, there's your answer. Every August, you spend it together. That's it. You yeah, spend that's... you spend your millions for from renting your house out yeah. to poor poor comedians on a on. A luxury uh, a trip abroad with your yeah. brother. Yeah, rent you, you a private rent, island. Exactly, rent Necker Island. Yeah, just do that, or or get you. You know, you just get yourself the the nice half of Ibiza. Just 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 run that for a little bit. You know, it's great. I think, it's, and we don't. The thing is, if you want to bring gangs into it, great. But you don't have to. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're sketch comedians that you're renting your house out to. Of course, <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> It's not a bad idea at all. Yeah, mm. then you then you know that it doesn't matter that you're not seeing each other every other weekend for a barbecue. You know you've got a big yeah, blowout, big one Wayne Rooney of a summer every single year, <laughs> paid for by some poor struggling artists. Oh, you know they could be like, what's his name, Gary Lineker, and was it Wayne Lineker? Wayne yeah. Lineker, yeah, 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 That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have that their summer. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know how much time Gary spends at Ocean Beach. Maybe he does. I know, I know, I know. Wayne has a great. I follow Wayne on Instagram, and I know he has a great time. But uh, <laughs> you could both have Wayne Lineker's summer. I think. I don't know if you want Gary's. I think Gary does quite a lot of work in the summer. Uh, <laughs> Wayne Lineker's summer. Gary's money. That's what you're going to be on. <laughs> this is it. This is what you get. The best of both worlds. Oh the my best god, of I love both it. Lineker's. The best of. <laughs> It was the Wayne of times. It was the Gary of times. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> um, my honest advice to him is he should go. Go to Edinburgh as well. Yeah. You're Absolutely. Follow, listen, if you love your brother, which you clearly do, follow him. Yeah. Follow go. him to Edinburgh. It's a, you know what? It's a great place. It's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful country, Scotland. It's a beautiful city. You know why not double your earnings in in August? Yeah, let's face it. How 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 far away from devolution are we? You know, like mm. it's it's only a matter of time. Go now before then, they close the borders. <laughs> <laughs> before they pop a, before they pop a big bell jar over the top of Scotland. <laughs> That's what you want to do. Get there. Get there as quick as you get there as quick as you can. But yeah, you, Tom. Two, you're yeah, so my two my two genuine right. bits of advice are number one. Go to go to Edinburgh with him. I don't think you'll regret it, and it'll be kind of exciting and cool to start a new life with your brother up there and their families. <clears throat> but the second bit of advice is, I actually think living on the other side of London to someone, and living from London to Edinburgh to someone, isn't necessarily as different as you think when you've got kids. Yeah. Like you're still going to be operating around the big school holidays, hanging out. And that's really cool, actually. Like having cousins who live in a different city and you go and spend your holidays with them, that's more exciting than getting on a bus and spending, you know, spending an hour and a half trying to get and getting your kids back across London. Yeah. You do, you do your big chunky holidays together. I think you might actually be moving up a gear in your relationship with your brother. Yeah. Because the time you do get to spend together, especially with your, if you if your kids, it will feel amazing, and they'll count down the days till they're going to Scotland. And that so, so I true. think embrace it. Either leave with him, or just embrace what's about to happen, and know that it will actually improve things. Yeah, in my definitely. And I think as I think as well, the excitement as well of knowing that you could be getting, you know, you could, you could get on the sleeper train. You could have a family carriage on the there sleeper we train. Go. Mm. Pop a bell jar over on. that sleeper train. <laughs> Absolutely, Do pop a bell jar over it, boy. <laughs> I think, yeah, telling your family, oh, I've got tickets for us all to be on it in a family room on the sleeper train. We're going oh. up to see our our cousins. Ah, oh, that is great. Yeah, oh, you I know what? what? That's exactly it. L- embrace it. Lean into it. I had a, one of my best friends. Um, I lived in Kentish Town. She lived in Muswell Hill, so that's like about half an hour on the bus. And then we used to we speak about maybe three times a week on the phone. And then one time we actually were like, "When did we last actually see each other?" We realised we hadn't actually seen each other face to face in four months. Wow! Mm. Yeah. That's it London, can happen, baby. Can it? it can it absolutely happen. It happens. My cousin used to live in the Southern Hemisphere, and then he moved to Britain, and then he moved to London. And we genuinely saw more of each other when he lived in South Africa yeah. than when he lived in London. We just didn't get to see each other that much in London. 
when it's when it's a big important thing you make the time for it don't you yeah. whereas if they're just around the corner you know don't think about it because they're on your doorstep it's good i think you know what i think it's i think this is absolutely beef solved. We've got two very strong solutions there, Parry. Either that, and then the, my third oh, option is call the Scottish authorities and tip him <laughs> off as being a sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> I was so close three. to wrapping it up there. If only I'd got that beef solved in quicker. Oh, well, that was that was absolutely 100% my fault there. Uh, <laughs> beef solved. From the sorting out your beef solved. Gronya. Do you have now? I, I'm I'm struggling to imagine that you have any beefs with your partner. I think this is the time we should get your partner onto the uh, onto the microphone, and he can c- complain about you for a little bit. But do you have any? Do you have any beefs? Oh, please about no, you're so you know, dull. Your 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 boring old husband. <laughs> or, no. Uh, <laughs> or your neighbours, or, uh, or or anyone else. You you know your your landlords, whatever your situation might be. Do you have any problems you'd like us to solve? <sighs> So he supports his football team. Um, and let's just, so... okay, let's just say a football team because there's no point. I won't get into the tribalism of it. He supports a football team and they make him miserable. They, it's like he's in an abusive relationship with them. And I keep saying, look, don't mean to get people. People can change gender now. You can change football teams. Just tomorrow, go into work and say, I now support Man City and just be happier, be free. And um, he just won't talk to me when I say that. So if you can give me a solution (laughs) of how I can extricate him from the abusive relationship he has with the football team that's making his life even more miserable than I am. Oh, I mean, I'm obviously great. going to defer to you guys. Yeah, go on. It's tricky, isn't it? It is tricky. I think you. Well, I think you've chosen the wrong tack. Of, okay. I don't think. I think a within sport switch. Certainly, a within league switch. You're not going to do. Mm. But so, what you might need to think about is either can you tempt him away with a new and exciting sport? Okay. For example, you know, could you? Suddenly turn him on to crown green bowls, pickleball. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, could you could yes. you take him somewhere that's going to get him away yeah. from the drudgery of the football for him? Yeah. Or can you take him to like a like a women a local women's game or something like that, and then be like, "Isn't this amazing?" And like, or or like a local. Mm-hmm. conference team that feels it feels small and exciting and then it's because you're not you're never going to persuade him to switch big okay okay what are your what were your sports growing up do you did you ever do any of like the gay the gaelic games well so i used to be a big mead football fan like huge 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 he's obsessed with like oh my god oh my god and I remember it so well I was watching a game and I was really really stressed and I was like oh my god oh my god what if they're not going to win they're not going to win and suddenly I heard a voice in my head going you could just leave so I literally just got up and walked out and I never watched another game again oh my wow. god wow you, so you went completely cold turkey and that was yeah. it it was like suddenly a voice in my head was like, you don't have to. Because I, I was like, this is awful. I was so stressed. And then I was like, yeah. oh, and I walked. I think, yeah, just went for a walk. So I, I think that's, that's, that's a very uh, revelatory uh, anecdote there because that is what you sort of want him to do. You're, what you're 
you you sort of applied, I guess, pure logic to the situation. Yeah. And this is the thing, you know, uh, the sports fan, it's not about logic, is it? It's about passion and emotion. And I think as well, like, I know they, like, the sports teams will make you miserable. But the thing I, as a non-sports fan, really miss is I miss that anticipation and elation that it can bring you, Right. You know, I miss yeah. that optimism as well, that even if your team is playing badly, you still approach every game. Who knows? You know what? I think this is going to be the one where we turn it around. It's been a terrible season, but I think this is going to be the one for us. And then, you know, slowly you get, you know, a, a disavowed of that idea. And I I, I genuinely think I, I, I would, I'd love to have that. I'd love to have that kind of thing. So you, you're, you're, you're fixating on the, the misery. Yeah. But there probably is a lot of, you know, active pleasure that he derives from it that you never you sort of didn't as much as and, and you can't understand why he doesn't just go well look focus on the misery and get out of here the misery is the pleasure yeah i would if you knew the team he supported would that you still think that well i don't know about any team so it wouldn't make any difference i don't know who's doing well or, or, or not but mm. Do you, do you want? On, do you let, want to tell us? Let, do you want to tell us the know. team? Because is it is Tottenham Hotspur? It's Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. it's Tottenham. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so that you know, there's no help at him then. No, Sorry. that's not. That's not going to change. No. Um, uh, well, here's what I was wondering though, and I don't know if this is true, but I do wonder if sometimes you you kind of you heap your misery onto your football team and it keeps you happy elsewhere. Is, yeah. is there potentially a bit of that? It's like they 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 uh, you know like it, you might go like oh you know go go to the gym and 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 let loose on the heavy bag and it really get like Sorry, works what? out all my aggression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Have not you not heard new single? Let loose on the heavy bag. The bass on it is amazing. Honestly, I love fucking to it. Let loose on the old heavy bag. I love letting loose my heavy bags to it. I've got a real problem because when I let loose on the heavy bag, we make so much noise. <laughs> you, you know what? I, but Clark, you make a good point there because uh, you know he can. Um, he it, probably he can he can sort of come away from a match and go okay well that was the ninth consecutive game we've lost um, but now I can cheer my myself up by uh, cleaning the sick off my nana's cushion. <laughs> no, geez, he's doing that with 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 a lightness of heart. He's like, well at least he's not Tottenham Hotspur. Do 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 scrub 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 scrub. Oh sorry nana, it's going in the bin. Zippity doo da. <laughs> That was his nan's heavy bag. <laughs> please, please, grandchild, not the heavy bag. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone, Nana. Kiss it goodbye. Kiss it goodbye. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it distracts um, him. Maybe it's a good distraction. Could be. I don't know. I don't know if these things, if it's, if it's, if it creates more misery or it just focuses. Mm-hmm. Focuses misery tried, from elsewhere. Have you tried replacing it with something that you think might spark more joy in him? Well, so like mu- musical theatre. Or- but it's funny you say that because this is one of the debates we've had. Is that I found out I was like, hang on a sec, how much are like Premiership football tickets? Because in my head it's like what, like twenty quid, and then he was like, oh no, it's like basically about a hundred pound. And I was like, you could go to a, a musical for that. You could yeah. go to a musical for that. And he went, well, it's the same thing. It's the same level of entertainment. I get entertained by going to a football game. And it's like, but at least if I go see, like, 
I know Oklahoma. I know I'm going to enjoy it. It's not just going to make me feel yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they can't sing for some reason. And they're all like falling over. They keep starting a song and then just giving up. Yeah. Someone else starts Everyone another booze. song that's not from Oklahoma over the top of it. That... <laughs> the lead actress got sent off halfway through. <laughs> the stu- I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sings the first note, tears a metatarsal. That's me stretching out. <laughs> the crowd starts like really abusing the chorus. <laughs> You're not even allowed to bring booze into the theatre. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> so, I don't know. Does he come? Do, do you, does he come to the theatre with you as well? Would you? Do, do you? You know. So, sometimes we we go a little bit now. He finds he can. I have to kind of pick my moments. Are you tempted at all to go along to the... Like, can you throw yourself into it and share the misery a little bit? Oh, my God, it was so boring. It was genuinely... I started being like, I genuinely start. I got really like depressed. I was like, this is so boring. Then I was like, this is like, I feel like I'm watching World War One or something. It's so... <laughs> <laughs> it was so tedious. It was Tottenham against Chelsea and it was at Wembley. Bloody hell. I kept shouting, I love Chelsea. And then I kept going, Clinton. <laughs> so people didn't enjoy your gags is basically <laughs> the reason you were... <laughs> Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Off this <laughs> <laughs> I went and watched in the Tottenham stand and shouted, I love Chelsea. I'm surprised you weren't beaten up. <laughs> <laughs> this goes down a storm at Oklahoma. I can't Getting in the stalls and shouting, I love cats. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd Webber's Barbie Army. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a real tricky one. I think you have to either, like, you need to find a, a different source for his misery or something that sparks joy for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, is there something that can provide that same scratch of misery? That isn't football. Well, I, I think about like things like I don't watch them, but like shows like um, Line of Duty or Happy Valley. I think people have like a similar thing with that, where they like go, "Oh, it's great! Four women are dead, and like, <laughs> and, and, and that's like the opening episode. It's amazing. You have to watch it, and you're like going, "Oh no, no, thanks." <laughs> You know, do you know what? There's so because I, I, I would never watch a show like this ordinarily, but everyone's been going on about how good The Last of Us is. So I watched the first half of the uh, first episode because I didn't realise it's going to be an hour and twenty long. It's basically the length of the film. So I watched the first half of the episode. Oh god, oh god! I can't imagine it's going to get better. But it's so bleak, so yeah. unbelievably bleak. And I was like, oh, everyone says this is amazing, and I'm like, I get an hour of telly a night, you know, maybe three times a week. Why the fuck? In the first the 20 song, minutes... Are the songs catchy? The songs are wonderful, though. Absolutely. But, you know, Son- Sondheim just... He, he, he can't write an uncatchy song. But, um... Uh, but, no, it's fungal like... Fungal infection. It, oh, yes, it's a fungal infection. No, 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 no spoilers for anyone who hasn't yet watched it. But in the first 20 minutes, like, the worst possible thing that can happen to a person happens. And I go... They shit themselves. <laughs> shits himself. They watch a top of one game. He sneezes really hard. He goes... Oh no! <laughs> and, then, and they hear they, they, they punch the heavy bag so hard they shit themselves. <laughs> oh no! 
I, with, with those sort of programs, I always just think, how happy are people's lives that they're yes. like, this is a nice bit of like escapism for me. Yeah. Okay, bedtime now. You're like, what? How are you going? How are you lying down and dealing with it? I, it was, I, found, I mean, I, I'll, I'll keep going because everyone said it's so good. But I don't know, you know. But yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe if he needs misery in his life. <laughs> Show him the last of us. Christ alive. <laughs> Beef solved. Imagine if that was the tagline. The last of us. More cheerful than Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Oh, Gronya, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having Aww. you on the show. Thanks it's for been really, um, really fun helping me through um, my terrible living conditions. It was really great to be able to talk to somebody. Well, we've got your husband on next week, and I think he's going to have a lot to say. <laughs> he's been begging to come on for ages. Although it's going to be dull as hell. <laughs> we can't. We can't put it out. We're just doing it as a service for the man. Podcast um, ever. <laughs> Um, so uh, where can people where can people find you um, you yourself have an absolutely fantastic podcast Aww. it's absolutely brilliant um, tell people uh, all about that uh, well so you uh, were a guest on it and it was I a, was indeed it, it was, was a, a stonk time. it was a stonker of an episode basically so it's called The Way They Were and every week we look at one celebrity split and we the guest brings along the celebrity breakup they never got over and we do a deep dive and we look at like memoirs old newspaper articles interviews from the time sometimes instagram posts that they wrote and we just like really wow. walked down memory lane uh when this couple were together and why we think they split and you had a yeah. fantastic couple i did brendy leaving pappies <laughs> <laughs> about time somebody really did a deep dive in that story who won that breakup there were no winners <laughs> who won who won that one um the jury's still out um but yeah no i i, we, I did simon cowell and sunita and we had a really fun time going through their relationship i loved it okay, it was great yeah. it's such right. a fun it's such a fun podcast and there's loads of loads of brilliant guests oh, um so you. get that wherever you get your pods and uh, and do follow Gronya as well on uh, oh, you know you'll find her in the if you want to find her you'll find her in the Phoenix Bar probably then then balance <laughs> you might have to stay out quite late just but, uh, wipe a bit of rice off my chin you know look after yeah, an old yeah. an old time fun gal pop her in a black cab and send her <laughs> send her home um, Gronya see you very soon thanks so much oh thank thanks thank thanks. you Gronya bye bye thanks puppies thanks buddy. <laughs> There you go. Lovely app. Absolutely wonderful app. If you have a beef you would like us to solve, please do send it in. We always need beefs. Beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Get yeah. in touch with us. Send us your beefs. You know what? They can be they can be short. They can be long. We can we can deal with uh, the ones that are two sentences long. If you're worried about having to write a big uh, epic tome like some of the ones we read today, don't worry about that. We we would we would love your beef every bit as much if it was three lines long we'd love that so pappy's uh, sorry a beef brothers podcast at gmail.com get in touch today all right then well uh, all that's left for us to do is say that today's episode was produced by emma caution caution team cheers everyone bye, bye. ladies and gentlemen Please be upstanding for the 260th Patreon Neighbourhood Watch Roll Call Awards. Roll calls 
They call us, and they roll us too, and sometimes that roll call is only a dream away. The nominees for Hottest Towel are lots of people, but the winner is Joanna Worrell. <laughs> now Joanna it's time for an acceptance speech, Joanna. Third time nominated. Well, she's gone. <laughs> we lost her. Anyway. Thank you. Sadly missed. Well, uh, there are there are there are two nominees uh, for the award of uh, chief dude here. <laughs> One of them, of course, is Matthew Crosby. And uh, the winner tonight, though, is Philip Walsby. Uh, Sixth time nominated and we've, we've lost it. <laughs> we've lost it, sadly, fell we, we really should patch up that massive hole just at the end of the stage. Or, we shouldn't have filled that orchestra pit with uh, uh, crocodiles. <laughs> we shouldn't have filled Oh, well... It's the big roll call awards, but sometimes you've got to pay tribute to the callers themselves. And who was our best caller? Well, it was Alex Calder. Alex Calder. Oh, we lost him. He's gone. He's gone. Sadly, sadly, gone. sadly missed. <laughs> the next award is for somebody who wants at Brie. And the winner is. Dave B. Oh, Dave B. Don't stand <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh. The uh, this is the big one, guys. It's the award for a person who owns a calendar, and the winner is <laughs> Victor Allender. And no, Victor, don't go through that door. Oh no, is a sheer drop on the other side. Oh. Uh, and the next. Award oh, is for who has the biggest tool. It is, of course, <laughs> Raul. Raul. What way you pointing that finger? Oh, 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 crushed eye. by its own weight. <laughs> well, next up is the biggest person we know who is fast. And the winner is. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Isabel> last. <laughs> Don't go over there. Oh, no. Eight foot tall she is and loped the top of her head off. And so fast. fast. Uh, Too fast. Well, this next award, I know you're all excited about it. It's for a man who's best at singing the blues. And would you believe it? (laughs) Not the name you'd expect for a man who sings the blues. (laughs) But it is indeed. It does go to Tom Hughes and Tom. No, blow, no, no, Tom. Don't no. blow that saxophone so hard. Oh, his livers come straight through. This next award goes to the person who can use the biggest font. <laughs> it's it's David Beaumont. <laughs> David, can you believe it? Careful. 53, Careful. 53, man. Put that font away. No! Helvetica. <laughs> you swine. Well, the next award goes to somebody who, let's be honest, is uh, everyone's favourite Doris. 
Um, <laughs> look, okay, we've been running for 256 years. Some of these categories are outdated. But we're not going to roll with the times. <laughs> Favourite Doris goes to Hazel Chloe Morris. Oh, <laughs> Hazel. Oh, no, not that. No, don't take that bridge. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, the bad bridge claims oh, another award winner. She truly was our favourite Doris. All that well, remains is for us, the three hosts, to press this big red button that says, please do not press. I'm sure there can be no <laughs> negative consequences. And oh, no. <laughs> Awards over. <laughs> they do say that at the end of the awards. They do say they? it. That concludes yeah. another 258 oh, awards. <laughs> oh, good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Oh. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.